Hello, and welcome to the Give and Go podcast on Game Time CT. I'm your host, Scott Erickson, and we are joined, as always, by producer Will Alden. Will, good morning. Morning, Scott. How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, it's like 60 degrees yesterday, so I'm super happy. And I know you are a baseball guy just like me, so as much as we love basketball, we're ready for baseball. Looking forward to it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> um so we are going to be joined later on the show by East Hartford coach Matt Rondanone, uh, who is also apparently the baseball coach at East Hartford. So we're excited to talk to him. Uh, East Hartford is the number seven team in the game time CT poll right now. They have one loss playing up in the CCC. Uh, they have arguably the best player in the state, in junior uh, Shaylin Pinckney. She's going to play at Seton Hall. Um, she's been so awesome. They have a bunch of other good players, Jada Robinson, uh, Keasia Brown, Kayla Henry. So we're excited to talk to Matt and uh, see what he, what's going on in the CCC and that massive conference up there. Uh, talking about the game time CT poll last week, of course, NFA took over the number one ranking and they had a huge matchup coming up against Bacon. Uh, Bacon Academy hadn't played in over two weeks because they were shut down. And their first game back, they had to go up against NFA and it did not go well for Bacon. Uh, NFA was simply dominant. They won by 30 points in that game. And they had three girls just go off uh, with Sarah Erickson, uh, my favorite name. Uh, Sarah Erickson had 21 points and nine rebounds. Uh, Janessa Varela had 20 points, seven assists, six steals, and eight rebounds in that game. And Anasia Ingram had 17 points, seven rebounds, and four steals. They were just awesome. It, it was somewhat close three quarters and then they pulled away in the fourth but really nfa um was in control most of the time uh nfa has been great and a lot of these schools have been great because they're they're broadcasting the games either on youtube or on their own channels so i was able to watch a little bit of that nfa baking game it was it's really awesome to be able to see some of these games because obviously i don't get out to nfa very often uh if at all uh this year i won't get out there at all probably um so it's been really cool to see that uh those girls and a bunch of other girls uh, are on our top performances for the week, which is on Game Time CT right now. Uh, it also has, you know, some upcoming games to watch on there. You know, Middletown Newington and a few other ones that are coming up this week, including number three Ridgefield at number five Staples, which is the game in the FCAC that everyone's kind of been waiting to see. They were supposed to play earlier in the season, and uh, one of the benefits of COVID was they. Uh, someone, you know, got canceled here or there, and they got moved back to another playing the last game of the season. It's the two last undefeated teams in the FCAC, Saturday at 2 p.m. Should be really, really cool. Um, but getting back to the poll, nothing, not too much changed in this week. Uh, Middletown did jump in, and it, what was weird about that was they were outside the poll, and then the only game they played uh, last week, they lost to Newington, 48-44, but it was an overtime loss. And obviously, you're playing against Newington, which is a number four undefeated team in the state. Really, really good team. And the voters, including myself, thought that Middletown was good enough to bump up into the top 10. Um, and what's one of the benefits of this season also is that teams are getting to play each other twice. So while East Hartford gets to play Glastonbury, the team that beat them twice, uh, Middletown and Newington are going to play again this week, uh, which is awesome. So the rest of the top 10 sort of played out the same. Notre Dame Fairfield got four votes, first place votes. NFA got 10. 
Uh, Ridgefield kept up with two. Those are the top three teams. Uh, the Newington, Staples, Sheehan, all undefeated. East Hartford with one loss. Hand with one loss at eight. Glastonbury with one loss at nine. Uh, Middletown with one loss at ten. And then there's still so many undefeated teams with Thomaston 9-0. They're the Berkshire League champions. Uh, I wrote a nice little story about them, which is also on Game Time CT. Uh, Suffield's undefeated. Holy Cross is undefeated. East Hampton's undefeated. Parish Hill's undefeated. Killingly's undefeated. Uh, I'm sure there's more if I went through the entire thing, just because teams are not playing a ton of games. Like, I think at this point, Bacon's only played three games or something like that. I saw that last night, Rocky Hill played in their first game of the season. They hadn't played a game the entire year, and they finally kicked off on March 9th. They still have, like, seven games scheduled, but... Man, I can't imagine not playing that long and finally kicking off. They they lost to Berlin in that game, but having to wait that long stinks. Um, speaking of the CCC, uh, we will be right back on Give and Go with East Hartford coach Matt Rondanone. All right, we are joined on the Give and Go podcast by East Hartford coach Matt Rondanone. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. Really appreciate it. Uh, the number seven ranked East Hartford, I should say. You guys uh, have had a pretty good run up there the last couple of years. Um, what's this season been like for you guys? Obviously, it's a different year, but uh, how do you feel like your team's progressing? Uh, I really think this season brought on a lot of challenges, you know, from from just starting off and, and listening to all the summer buzz and are we going to have a season, not going to have a season, you know, trying to get, you know, the girls in the fall leagues and um, – skill trainings and things like that. So we kind of took it day by day, week by week, um, had a pretty successful preseason. I would say uh, girls <clears throat> really embraced um, the challenges. Uh, we talked about adversity and, and the teams that are the most mentally tough with, with wearing a mask and all the mask breaks and the different, you know, procedures and um, things like that, that we all have to deal with. And they've done a great job. They actually, uh, I'm proud of the girls so much. They don't. They really don't really worry about the masks. But you know, when we start to go a little harder in practice, like Coach Mask Break, I'm like, okay, Mask Break, <laughs> Mask Break, Water Break. Yeah, you'd rather ask them the ask word in practice in the games, right? I mean, that. Oh, masks never bother anybody in a game. Yeah. Uh, did you have to adjust anything, like your rotation or anything else, or did you kind of keep it the same? Because uh, of the masks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're relatively the same. I mean, I, I'm not one to play nine or ten, but, you know, we've gone as deep as eight or nine this year. Um, some of our underclassmen um, have given us little spot minutes and, you know, just working through the rotation in the first part of the game, um, part of the season was was a challenge. Um, but once we got through it and accustomed to it and, you know, the, the tempos we play and the scores that we play to, um it, it really benefits us and how we play. So uh, we try to take advantage of everything we can take advantage of game in and game out. And it looks like you've been pretty lucky. You haven't had, you guys haven't been shut down and it looks like you've gotten most of the games in. I mean, have you had any scheduling problems? Uh, well, we had to reschedule our first Glastonbury. Uh, Glastonbury game was going to be rescheduled. We moved it back a day because they were coming off quarantine. And right. <clears throat> that's kind of where, you know, kind of been our only uh, lapse in our schedule so far. But, um, you know, that was a great learning learning lesson for me, uh, for our girls and, you know, and how we've gotten better over the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, after that game, you guys lost to Glastonbury, but you played really, really well since then. Um, did something happen in that game where the girls were like, all right, we got to, you know, like <laughs> lock uh, it in a little more? Or? Yeah, we didn't do a good job of coaching. Um, uh, we didn't box out a, a shooter at the three-point line because uh, I don't know how many other coaches in the state of Connecticut or across this country would ever <laughs> practice boxing out a three-point sh- the three-point line, but um, the girl from Glastonbury made a headsy play. The ball kicked to the sideline of their bench. It was a scramble. We had a great box out on uh, on the block, and she made a great play. So um, tip the hat to Glastonbury. You know they they were very 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 excited to get back to the game, and we um, it was just an unfortunate bounce, and we had a shot at the end. But um, I thought that loss helped us to understand that. There's things that we can do and get away with, and then there's things that might we might not get away with. So um, that's part of what our focus has been on, and obviously our defensive uh, staple to our program is playing, you know, really good defense and um, holding teams to a certain <clears throat> to a certain point value, which allows us to win a lot more games than uh, we lose. And then one of the cool things about this season is the, the, the modified schedule. You get to see teams again. So, I, I mean, that's a little bit different for you guys. Have you liked that aspect of the season? That, or, or would you rather play more teams uh, but, I, you know, less frequently? Yeah, I, I've always loved the crossover. But, you know, with COVID, you know, we're, we're dealt the hand we're dealt. Um, we usually do crossover in the CCC. We, we do get to play all of our pod teams in our pod, you know, twice. And then when we cross over to our, our other side of our division, you know, the CCC East, North, South, and West. Um, so this year we get to play Glastonbury twice. Who's never been on our schedule since I mean, the last time they were on our schedules when the prior alignment of the CCC, when it was the CCC North, which was a blast, but, um, <laughs> you know, we, we just, we take it game by game. We focus on the opponent at hand. You know, last night we played South Windsor, Right when that game was over, um, you know, we played really well in certain areas of the game. And then our, our attention focuses right to our next game, which is Manchester on Friday night. What have they told you? We saw a little bit. We saw kind of a preliminary schedule of what they want to do in the postseason. What's your understanding of how the CCC tournament is going to look? I mean, it's so many teams. So many teams. And having the, you know, arguably or if not the, you know, it's the largest conference in the state, but right. also having, in my opinion, you know, when we go one through 16, last year, EO Smith was the 14 seed and Mary um, does such a phenomenal job there as the 14 seed. She wins, you know, back-to-back CCC championships. Right. Um, you know, this year, um, I'm we're just so grateful and, and, and really appreciative of all the assistant uh, assistance that we've gotten from athletic directors and school administration to put together a championship for the CCC. So um, my understanding and the way it was sent out the other day was four four brackets, the top eight team, the second set of eight, the third set of eight, and then the bottom set of eight. And the top set of eight, one through eight, will play for the traditional crown of CCC champion. Um, And then it's a one through 32 ranking and then the tiebreakers are head to head and then by lot, which we're fortunate enough to have the number three by lot. So we, we <laughs> lucked out there because, listen, two losses can possibly kick you out of the thing. And three losses, you're guaranteed not to be in the thing because of <clears throat> because of what we spoke about with that cross inter, you know, interdivisional crossover type of 
format that we've all been accustomed to. Yeah, with so many teams and so many good teams, I mean, there are a bunch of teams with no losses or one loss in the CCC. I mean, you really can't afford, like you said, you can't afford to have three losses. You're not going to be in that top eight, right? I mean, talk about how good the top of that CCC is and how challenging that is with, with so many quality teams. Well, it's challenging for me in particular in our pod you have East Hartford. Um, we open up against E.O. Smith, and then we got Glastonbury. That's all in one division. Right. Um, then you play you play Manchester, who's your cross rival, and it's like, you know, that's that's a game that can be had by either team on any given night. Um, just in particular in our division. Um, and then and then you look at other other sides of it where Newington and Middletown are battling, and um, is their division as deep as my side? I mean, everybody will argue how they want to argue or make their points, but Middletown and, and Newington are Newington sitting at eight and zero, Middletown six and one. So the rest of their schedule, you know, if one of those teams or you know Middletown, if, you know, <clears throat> Rob does a great job there. I, I'm 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 hoping he can get in um, to the top eight, and then you're looking at a a a, a, a team like Plainville, who the uh, the Vasquez girl is. I've seen her play for four years. This year is the first time we didn't get to play them um, in a long time. And she's having a phenomenal year. Uh, then you got your Southerntons, your Farmingtons, your E.O. Smiths. Um, and then Simsbury, gotta, Windsor, Weathersfield. <laughs> well, Sim, so I'm not even on the Simsbury, Windsor side. Of it. They're, <laughs> they're in the same pod and Windsor and Simsbury only play once. Yeah. So and then and then you and then you kind of keep looking down and Connor has a really good player on the team and they have three losses. And uh, last year, Connor went to the CCC, uh, I believe final. Um, yeah. And, you know, it just shows the depth and it shows the parity from top to bottom. And that's why when you, when you look at a one through 16 bracket that we traditionally put out there, it, it's just a great, great atmosphere for girls basketball. And we're just excited to have the opportunity to have a shot to be in the top eight. Along with all the good teams, uh, we mentioned a couple of those players, Vasquez, Felder over at Connor. There's some really good individual players, two of which are on your team. Um, Shaylin Pinkney, let's talk about her first. When did you first see her? Was it a freshman? Did you know about her coming in? Like, uh, First time I saw her, I heard about her when she was in sixth grade. <clears throat> the first time I saw her, was I was at a middle school game in seventh grade. And then I saw her a little bit when she was in eighth grade. And um, but the first time I really watched her was a couple a couple games down at the middle school level when she was in seventh grade. And um, just super excited to have her be on my side of the court than anybody else. <laughs> uh, it's for people that haven't seen her. Tell us about her and what makes her good as a player. Uh, what makes her good and what makes her great is, is what makes some, her great. Yes, because she's right, great. Well, yeah. Some well something that makes her. The good part of it is she's the she's one of the best players in the state of Connecticut. What makes her great that people sometimes might not see um, <clears throat> is just her 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 humble approach to the game. You know, if she's not playing well, no one's going to know that she's not playing well because there's other parts of her game. Like, for instance, last night, um, Kayla Henry uh, had 18 points and she was, you know, the spark of our of, of our um, game against South Windsor and, and, and Shaylin was able to get it in different ways, you know, having six assists, seven rebounds, playing, playing our, our, our good traditional man-to-man defense. And 
And then sometimes, you know, you look at the box score and it's 25, 10 and six. It's like, so she, she completed the, the box score that way. And then, you know, um, in the East Catholic game last week, she sat the whole first half, got into some foul trouble. Um, and she's cheering on her teammates. She's supporting her teammates and, 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 and the team on the court at that time without playing without Shaylin for arguably the longest stretch in her time at East Hartford High School. We increased our lead. We played the style of basketball we always, you know, play. And, and Shay's right there to support her teammates. And then when she had her opportunity to go back into the game, we 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 got to, you know, put that whole picture together. So the the um, respect she has for the game and the, and the appreciation she has for her teammates and having that team first mentality since the first day I met her is just something that um, has always stuck with her and, and, and has identified her for, you know, a great career that she's going to have at East Hartford and then soon enough at Seton Hall. Yeah. And when she wants to and when she's on, I mean, is is there can she I mean, obviously she can be stopped. But I mean, have you seen a player of her caliber recently? when she's on offensively i have not no um i mean the last i mean there's been a lot of great basketball players that come through connecticut in the last years you know the the, the desiree elmores and the gillespies and you know the the england um out in stanford and now she's at florida yep. state having a great yeah. rest of her career um <clears throat> and just seeing her embrace it right as a freshman and, you know, if you had a 20 game season this year, you know, our scoring records over the 2000 mark and um, she can just do what she needs to do when she needs to do it. And teams really focus on her a lot, but she can score at all three levels, um, which makes her a threat even more to the fact that, you know, she posts ups really well. She's got that, you know, she's got that driving capability and she's improving her outside shot because, um, as good as she is, there's still all that improvement that she needs to have. And we constantly, constantly have those discussions at practice. And she's not alone on this team. I mean, Jada Robinson is a really good player too, right? I mean, she's going to play at the next level also. Yep. Jada Robinson's going to Hofstra. You know, we're teaching uh, Jada, you know, what level of, of, of expectation we play at and then how much more expectation there is at the next level. Jade has been great for us, you know, been our energy bus. She's been our, you know, our catalysts um, with, with, with just being there and being high, you know, high motor type of player. Um, and Jada and Jada has gotten so much better since she started off her freshman year where she said, coach, my dream and my goal is to play division one basketball. And I remember the phone call when she sent it to me and um, <clears throat> we shared that emotional phone call and it was just a great opportunity for her. Um, and then, you know, um, having the transfer, Kayla Henry coming back to East Hartford, she's been a huge asset to our program, not just as at the leadership standpoint, but just <clears throat> spreading the wealth of, of what the focal points are going to be for other teams when they play us, you know, and, and then you got Kiaja Brown, our four-year point guard. Um, she's been the varsity point guard for three years. She's been playing for four. Um, and just to watch her maturity and watch her growth of controlling tempo and controlling the style we want to play, it's just, it's fun now just to sit on a chair a little bit more and just kind of seeing, you know, the fruits of all your labor and all the work and time that these girls have just committed to themselves and to the program. It's just, it's really exciting. Yeah. Having Brown as a point guard, you know, while everyone talks about Pinkney and Robinson, Having a senior point guard that can control everything and get everyone the ball has to be huge for you, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, when when Kiaja when Kiaja's not going, we got to call her aside and say, "Listen, we need you to do which what you're you're expected to do." And she embraces it. Where when she was a sophomore, she didn't want to embrace it. You know, even points of her junior year, it's like she didn't want to embrace it. And now this year, she's taken everything and everything. And, and <clears throat> before I can yell out, you know, before I can yell out the set or yell out the type of tempo we want to play in that particular moment, she's coming full full blow ahead, and she understands time and score. Um, and she takes over the tempo part of it, you know, and, and the style and the, and, and the way we play, you know, she, she's the extension of, of, of me on the court. It sounds like you're really enjoying this team and, and these kids. I mean, are they, are they good kids in practice and, and off the court and everything else too? Oh, they're the best. I mean, they, I mean, I, I know we have our fights and I know we have our struggles and we have to you know, be a basketball coach. And sometimes, you know, life situations hit us and we got to be there for them to support them emotionally and socially and things like that. But, you know, this group is, it's one that I've had circled the year on the calendar ahead of time, you know, we've had circled and um, with COVID and that's why we're just so fortunate to have a CCC tournament to play for. Um, Cause obviously the goal of, of the ultimate goal was to have a, a opportunity to be at Mohegan sun. Right. Um, not this year and, you know, hopefully next year now. So, um, <clears throat> but this, this group is fun, you know, Kiaja and Jada have left, uh, have left the stamp on the program. Like I say to every senior going out, you know, what's your legacy going to be? What's your, what's your imprint going to be? And you're going to impact our program and our team more when you're not here than when you are here. And they, they have, they have done a great job. I mean, we might be in the Valley sometimes, but we're, you know, we, we fight through it and there's such, we, we talk about mental toughness all the time. And we're just at that point where those two seniors are just, they're being it for us right now with, and then you got Shay and, and Kayla, those junior leaders who are our captains um, <clears throat> doing it in other areas as well. So, um, <clears throat> and, and it's fun to have somebody who's not spoken about at all is Victoria Soto. Um, she guards the best player on the other team. And the best player on the other team usually doesn't really go off on us. If you look at box scores, when we play, um, like last night, we played uh, South Windsor. Maria Galley is their best player. I mean, we threw Jada at her. We threw Victoria at her. Victoria guarded um, number 13, Mattis. Um, and Victoria Soto's the kind of unsung, untalked about defensive stopper. Um you know, coaches dream to have, and, and I'm just so fortunate to have so many pieces to a puzzle that's getting as close as I've ever gotten to put in a, putting together a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, you need that defensive stopper. You need the girls that are going to go fight for rebounds and dig and do all that stuff. I mean, you can't just have a star player and, and roll the ball out. I mean, you need those kids to do the, the things that maybe aren't as glamorous, right? Oh yeah, we 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 rebound every day. I mean, that's one of our things and one of our focuses that we need to do a lot better job of. Um, because at the end of the year, um, hopefully in the CCC tournament and CCC championship, uh, missing a rebound assignment or giving somebody three or four extra shots can can be a make or break to win or lose that ball game. Uh, it looked like the girls rallied around you. I saw a photo on Instagram. It looks like you're having a, a new baby. And what did the girls do for you <laughs> at practice that day? Oh, I uh, so I kept uh, I kept it pretty close to the vest. Um, I got a little emotional uh, at practice. Um, so we're playing East Catholic, and 
you know, East Catholic, East Hartford. I mean, I don't think we have to say much about that, but you know, we played such a complete second half and we we're having so much fun and, you know, with COVID not being able to be in a locker room or in the hallway at East Catholic getting dressed to get on the bus. And, you know, I said, ladies, you know, you made my night, you know, um, no practice Sunday. Cause usually we'll go Sunday with the whole COVID thing. We've been able to open up our gym a little bit more on Saturdays and Sundays and kind of give a, a day off uh, on one of the days. And I said, no practice on Sunday. And they're like, coach, and I said, I got a baby shower to go to. And they kind of tied it together. And they're like, we knew it. We knew it. And I'm like, yeah. And they're thinking, like, I'm having the baby months and months down the road. And I'm like, it's coming in April. So if we can win the, you know. And and then the next day of practice, Scott, I, I, we're wrapping up practice, you know, and we're ending practice. And I just see a, the girls run into a basket. I'm like, what are you doing? Let's get over here. And they presented me with such a thoughtful gift and something that means so much to me more than just basketball and, 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 and having that opportunity to be with such great people um, is what we're trying to do here at East Hartford. And just so it was so touching and so appreciative, but yes, I'm expecting my first um, first child uh, in April. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody wants me to know, but I'm, I'd like to be the old school guy and just not know, but everybody does know. And they've done a good job of not, uh, of not telling me, but, um, you know, I'm super excited for my, for my family and Lauren, my wife, and uh, I'm ready to start my family. Yeah. It's good. You're getting in after the basketball season too. Well-timed. Uh, just before <laughs> baseball season. Oh, baseball. <laughs> I coach baseball. You coach baseball at East Hartford? I do. Yes. Oh, you do. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So, that has to be unexpected. Do the kids surprise you like that sometimes where, where you're not even thinking like they're going to do something like that. And then all of a sudden, like they, they get you right. <laughs> totally, totally taken back. And I think that's what the emotion part of it came into play with that is because, you know, I'll surprise them with some donuts or surprise them with a pizza after a practice or before film. And for them just to be so, so thoughtful and uh, so selfless in that, in that moment, you know, um, it just shows the culture of East Hartford High School girls basketball. And we don't, you don't have to talk about it anymore. It's just, it's starting to present itself in, in such the unknown form of just a simple baby gift with some bibs and some little onesies and some diapers <laughs> and um, a little blanket, which, you know, I'm going to make sure uh, is put to, to good use. So you're going to be swimming in that stuff soon. <laughs> uh, that's what everybody says. I'm starting to sweat. I think I it's great though, man. You're gonna love it. Practice. Yeah. You're gonna love it. Yes. Super excited. Uh, that's so cool. Um, all right. Quick lightning round, and then we'll let you get out of here, get back to work. Awesome. Yeah. No problem. Um, but other than your gym, what's your favorite gym to go into uh, in the CCC? In the CCC? I mean, I have. Or anywhere. You can go anywhere in the state if you want. Oh, I love Newtown's gym last year. I wish we came out a little different, but that's just such a great atmosphere. Uh, NFA, watching them play last year, it's just a great epic of, you know, the epitome of basketball. But in the CCC, you know, Crosstown Rivals playing in Manchester gym, playing at the Manchester gym is always something that uh, we look forward to every year. All right. Uh, so you, you're in East Hartford, either before the game or after the game. Where are you going for a quick fight? Casual. Casual. I don't eat, but if I have to go, I go to Augie and Ray's. Um, They just got Barstool funded. Um, Small business. My first job ever in East Hartford. Uh, Oh, really? 
It's my first job ever. Yep, uh, making hot dogs, and they still have the best hot dog to man. And uh, Barstool Sports uh, helped them with a small business loan or a small business donation. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, growing up, who's your favorite basketball player? Ooh, I, I love Jordan. Um, and then through my midlife, uh, Kobe was the best. Um, you know. And we used the Mamba mentality when, when that whole thing went down last year. And that kind of sparked us <clears throat> midway through last year. And, you know, we talk about that mentality every year, every day. And um, so I'd have to say Jordan and Kobe. All right. So now that I know you like baseball, too, what's, first, what's your team? <clears throat> I like the Yankees. Um, and I uh, I grew up with the Orioles. My uncle... Uh, Always, always threw the Orioles at me, and Cal Ripken's my uh, all-time favorite. Um, just opened a box of baseball cards yesterday, and I got a number, uh, number 13, 13 out of 50 uh, Cal Ripken cards. So, uh, wow, Cal Ripken, yeah, pretty good, pretty That's good. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, listen, Matt, we really appreciate you taking some time to come on with us. Uh, this was fun. Um, yes, got it. Thank you. We'll have to catch up with you in baseball season now, too. Then. Hey, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on and uh, look forward to you guys following the CCC. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Coach. All right, Scott. Thanks. Bye. All right, bye. We are back on Give and Go. Uh, Matt Rondanone. Awesome. Uh, I've really enjoyed all the coaches that we've had uh, on so far this year. And we've mixed it up with the conferences. I think we need to – I think we need to get an ECC coach. I don't think we've had one of those yet. We had – uh, FCAC, SWC, SEC, now the CCC. Maybe we move to the Berkshire Shoreline or ECC next week. I got to figure that out. Um, but the season's going to be wrapping up this week. Most teams are going to be finishing their regular season. Most of the conference tournaments, whatever those are going to look like, are going to be played starting next week. Uh, there are some teams like Rocky Hill and others who are still trying to get games in and will play all through next week regular season before they start a tournament. Um, but we're in the home stretch here, which sounds crazy to say because it's only like the fourth week of the season, but we're coming down the stretch. And obviously right now we would be in the thick of a state tournament. We'd be getting ready to go to Mohegan Sun for the best weekend of the high school sports year, but that's not happening. So we will make the most of it. We'll keep an eye on all the state, tur- on all state tournaments, on all the conference tournaments, and we will be back here next week with another guest and then look at all those upcoming conference tournaments. So for Will, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week on Give and Go.